Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Hi, this is Salam Baraka with my wife Amina, my daughter Yasmin and my son Malik. We are frontline church planters, career missionaries in the Maghreb since November 2017. We work with Adventist Frontier Missions among the Arabs and the Berber in the Maghreb. The stories about our experience in the Maghreb you are about to hear will be narrated by our children, Yasmin and Malik Baraka. Yasmin is 16 years old and Malik is 13 years old. God bless you and happy listening. This is Yasmin Barakab. Yasmin titles her story, Being Stereotyped. Nobody likes to be stereotyped or called names. A stereotype is about generalization. Stereotypes are fixed and preconceived thoughts or beliefs people hold toward a specific individual, group, or class of people. The problem is that these thoughts or beliefs may or may not accurately reflect reality. Thus, many stereotypes are racist or sexist. The Cambridge Dictionary and the Merriam-Webster Dictionary describe stereotypes as a wrong idea that are often unfair and untrue. Missionaries have long been negatively stereotyped. Many people consider them cultural-destroying hypocrites and opportunists. In our increasingly secular world, religious people and especially missionaries are often misunderstood and suffer over hostility. My parents began their missionary journey 16 years ago, 12 of which have been with IFM. The Maghreb is their third mission field as a couple. At the Maghreb, my parents are not being stereotyped because they are missionaries, but because they are from Sub-Saharan Africa. Among the light-skinned Arabs, Berbers, and Moors of the Maghreb, the Barakah's dark skin is very noticeable. In 2018, my dad read about an incident in which a Sub-Saharan female biology student was beaten by an unknown man for no reason while she was walking on the street. He became concerned about the safety of my mom and I went, but he's now with us. Unlike many Sub-Saharan Africans living here, my dad has never felt unwelcome or threatened with racial discrimination. Although he felt uncomfortable and puzzled when people, especially neighbors, didn't respond when he greeted them, he never viewed their silence as a sign of racial discrimination. My dad always assumed that it was a cultural practice not to respond to greetings from strangers.
Unfortunately, my mom's experience has been more disconcerting. As a sub-Saharan African woman in the Maghreb, she faces some strong local stereotypes. When my mom was out on the street alone, she was harassed, called names, and even followed by men. Sadly, my mom told my dad that the harassment is becoming so frequent that she isn't comfortable walking alone in the town. Many people in this country associate sub-Saharan with terrorism, prostitution, and criminality. Our former language helper told us that many people believe that any person with black skin is illegal. In this context, my mom who looks 15 years longer than her age is commonly mistaken for a Southern student on the street and attracts unwanted attention. Because of this, my mom stopped going anywhere alone. My dad was always with her when he was in town, or she goes with my brother Malik. This makes a difference culturally. Despite this hardship, God has blessed them. My mom is very happy that my dad goes with her everywhere, and they enjoy their time together. What a God we serve! My parents are now seeing in this sad experience of being stereotyped how all things God works for the good of those who love Him and have been called according to His purpose. Romans 8:28. Trust God in whatever situation you find yourself in because He has a plan for you. God bless you. Thank you, Yasmin. Malik now joins us with a story also related to the trials of facing prejudice. He calls this story, God Came to My Rescue. Hi, my name is Malik Baraka, and this is the story of my mom. The opportunities for missionaries today are very diverse. You can go to the missionary field as student missionary, short-term missionary, or a career missionary. God can use you on the mission frontier whether you have a few months to give, a few years, or a lifetime. When it comes to missions, there is no one size fits all. God made you with unique experiences, passions, and gifts for service. Finding your fit isn't just about how long you can serve but about how ready you are to go through heartbreak, loss, and self-denial. There are no shortcuts for career missionaries. Weakness, suffering, perplexity, and persecution are part of the call. My mom has learned this so well in the past 18 years. My parents went to the mission field a few days after their wedding in 2002. The Maghreb is their third mission field, the second in their 14th year service with IFM. So my mom is not naive about the trials of missionary life. In the mission field, your landlord is usually one of your first local contacts. 
Perhaps you have read our articles. She is an Arab lady in her early 50s who practices a mixture of Islam and folk beliefs. She was very kind to our family. She was also very interested in spiritual discussions. Many times my mom was able to pray with her. For a while, she was the only local friend my mom had. And my mom prayed fervently that the Holy Spirit would minister to her. Arimasa's connections became my mom's network. We had eaten many times in her house and vice versa. When my dad was away on trips, we were sure that Arimasa would take good care of us. She confided in my mom many occasions, especially regarding her health and her fear of the evil eye. She told my mom she believed that the power of the evil eye killed her son, her only child. The boy died in a mysterious motorcycle accident when he was about to graduate from high school. Although committed to her Muslim faith, her five daily prayers, the month of fasting Ramadan, and a daily reading of the Quran, Arimasa is highly superstitious. She was always talking about how to be protected against the evil eye. She would sprinkle salt at each corner of the house, bathe with salt, and put salt in her pocket or purse. She would even pour water over hot coals or hot iron so that rising steam would drive out bad spirits. In return, my mom shared with her about the power in the name of Jesus. Despite their close relationship, my mom's heart was not always at peace with Arimasa. She sometimes exhibited strange attitudes towards my mom and our family. Once, she bitterly complained about me and my sister making a lot of noise. Another day, she grumbled about our visitors slamming the door or ringing her bell. Another time, she threatened to kill me because I told a visitor whom she didn't want to see that she was home. Though in the Arab culture, I will kill you is an expression. My mom prayed about Arimasa and her unjustified complaints. My mom told herself not to argue with her or be an obstacle to the Holy Spirit's work. In 2019, we decided to move to a better apartment with a bigger living room, more space for gardening, and a closed garage for our car. It was only 10 minutes away, so my mom was planning to keep visiting with Arimasa. However, Arimasa took our move very badly. She refused to take my mom's calls. Soon, the friends my mom had in common with Arimasa were shunning her as well. The electrician, the carpenter, the local vendors, etc. My mom could not believe what was going on. When we would see her family members on the street and greet them, they would not respond. My mom began hearing about criticism from Arima saw that were very racist and personal. My mom would cry when she heard them. 
especially when my mom heard them from people she knew through her. My mom's world was falling apart. My mom prayed for God to help her continue to believe that this was part of my mom's mission call. My mom wondered how such pain could be a God-ordained instrument. For more than 10 months, our landlord hid from my mom, refusing to take my mom's calls, saying ugly things about my mom. My mom was getting exhausted and dejected to the point that it was affecting my mom's faith. My dad was spared much of this because he was often away on trips. Every time my dad was in town, he would also try to contact Arimasa, but without success. My parents tried many times to surprise her in her house so that they could talk, but in vain. As my mom's heart bled, God came to her rescue. A few weeks later, one of the contacts my mom knew through Arimasa informed my mom that she was sorry for all that she had been saying about my mom. A big smile came to my mom's face, and she shouted in her heart, Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. A few days later, I came back from playing with some of my friends in our old house. And to my mom's surprise, I said, Mrs. Arimasa sends greetings. As my mom stood there speechless, I added, she hugged me for a long time. Tears began to run down my mom's cheeks, even as a big smile covered my mom's face. What a God we serve! That's how God turned things around and came to the rescue of my mom. Be strong in any trial you are going through because God will come to your rescue. What a God we serve! Friends, as you can see in today's episode, missionary children endure the same hardships that their parents experience, but we can praise God that He takes care of them all. Pray for them daily. God bless.